Welcome into another edition of Prom Sports World. Uh, welcome into the podcast. I'm David Huffman right there as the CEO, Mr. Israel Rivera. And on today's show, we got an action-packed day. Uh, we're going to first break down the NBA lottery that just went down within the last five minutes. Uh, talking about the team that won the Victor Wembanyama Sweet Snakes. Uh, so thank you very much for checking us out. We're also going to talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. And we're going to talk about the offseason for the Philadelphia 76ers and the New York Knicks. But let's not waste any time on today's podcast. Let's get right into it. The Wemby sweepstakes and the San Antonio Spurs have landed the number one overall pick and the opportunity to draft Victor Wembenyama. Uh, the top ten, you see the list there. Hornets, Trailblazers, Rockets, Pistons, Magic, Pacers, Wizards, Jazz, Mavericks, Magic from the Chicago Bulls, Oklahoma City Thunder, Raptors, Pelicans. But all anybody wants to talk about is the Spurs. How big is this for that franchise and for the San Antonio Spurs as they win the draft lottery? It is absolutely massive. I know you said you wanted the Portland Trailblazers. I, I just, I just thought it would make. I just thought. I always thought the Spurs were going to win this. I, I, even from the very beginning, like I always thought. I, when, when Portland jumped into the top four, I was like, Portland makes a lot of sense narrative yeah. wise, right? Like, like, well, they needed them. They needed them. But yeah. I mean, that. I mean, I was so happy that they didn't get them because they have like such a bad history of big man breaks. You talk about Sam Bowie. You talk about Greg Oden. Uh, I mean, even down to Brandon Roy, even though Brandon Roy played well, he's looked like... He's I mean, Yusuf Nurkic can't stay healthy for them either. I mean, Yusuf Nurkic, I mean, so... Uh, I mean, no, I did not want... Zach, Zach Collins, the guy, another guy that they drafted, uh, couldn't stay healthy, another big... So, let's talk about the Spurs. Let's talk about the Spurs. Oh, my God. Lightning strikes three times. Huh? Three times. Yeah. How many times does a franchise get a once-in-a-generational like a generational type of big man? First with David Robinson, second with Tim Duncan, and now with Victor Wimbanyama. I bet Popovich, Greg Popovich, gray hairs, all of them just went away after he heard that news. I promise you, that is a young core that, like, he's literally, he's going to change the the, the 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 path of that franchise. You got oh, Jeremy Shoshan. You got, you got, you know, Malachi Brandon. You have um, uh, who's the other kid? Um, the small four that they have. I, the names mistaken. Kelvin Johnson. Uh, Kelvin Johnson is a solid NBA I mean, player. Man, you got role players, and and they the have a, the and show. they have a plethora of first round picks. Um, yes. you know they have oh they have legit. Gosh. They have three first round picks. Like, or they have three upcoming first round picks from the Hawks. He the the San Antonio Spurs will be back in title contention in about three years in my opinion i think in two three years this kid is going to put them back at least in the western conference finals I, I, if you're especially if he stays healthy if he stays healthy which all signs point and i mean this is just the, the the best thing ever i mean tony parker is his mentor he played for tony he played for tony parker's team in asheville right perfect player perfect player boris diaw mentored him you know everybody from that san antonio like this is a perfect fit for victor Wembayama. This is absolutely a perfect fit. He couldn't have gone to a better franchise than the San Antonio Spurs. I am so happy, so stoked. And you guys know, I've been raving about this kid for three years. Like, I know he's been on NBA radars, but I was talking about this kid when he was 16 years old. And I'm glad that he is about to just be the number one overall pick. The other great thing about this, like, so he's going to San Antonio, so he doesn't have to go to a market like Houston or New York or Chicago where, like, that pressure of being in that big-time city may be overwhelming for a guy who's coming over from overseas. You know, San Antonio, you get to grow, and, like, they've already shown that they can grow – international prospects i mean mono yes. ginobili hall of famer tony parker hall of famer, hall of famer. Um, tiago tiago splitter came over from spain uh when they drafted him i mean he's not a hall of famer but he had a productive but nba career yes and he was and, and he was in on their coaching staff for a little while and he's an assistant head coach you know well regarded uh, among the league so uh even though he got fired but um yes that is the perfect franchise for victim Wimbanyama. now when i look at the other two guys Brandon Miller's going to the Hornets. They don't need a point guard. They have yep. LaMelo Ball. They don't need the Trailblazers. I don't like I, I don't I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't even I, depending on what they do with Damian Lillard. Mean, if they, if they trade Damian Lillard, Henderson, they trade Damian Lillard, then they're drafting Scoot Henderson. 
But yep. they, I think, I think, like, Scoot should not fall down past four. Like, he'll definitely go to the Rockets. Like, he shouldn't fall past down four. But, I mean, I, I, they'd be stupid to not draft him, the Trailblazers. I don't think he goes number two to the Hornets. He goes number three to the Blazers. They figure out what they're going to do. I think they go in a whole different direction. They trade Damian Lillard for draft capital and assets. Maybe he goes. Maybe they let, let Jeremy Grant walk this offseason. J- Jeremy Grant walk. They just kind of tank a little bit, let Scoop run the show with um, um, Anthony, Anthony Simons, uh, just kind of go young and just kind of build build like the Oklahoma City Thunder do. Um, but I'm excited uh, for, you know, the Spurs and the Hornets. I mean, they're going to get two great players. You know, the top five, I think, honestly, I think even the Thompson Twins, you're getting two guys that can facilitate, two guys that can score. I think one Amen's more of a facilitator. Oscar is more of the the score, the deeper deep threat score, deep three level score. But both of them are excellent prospects. And then you got Cam Whitmore, that's kind of on the outside looking in. Jarris Walker, Cam Whitmore being perfect on the on the magic of the Pacers. So I mean, I, I, I'm excited for the NBA draft coming up. But the Spurs just landed Victor Wembanyama. This is the perfect fit for this kid. Oh my gosh, I am so happy he didn't go to any other team. But the San Antonio Spurs. I was hoping for this. I, yeah, I think this is this. The, this is the best system for him, the best the best culture for him to go to. Uh, I think you know culture of winning. Uh, you know, obviously the Spurs haven't been all that good the last few years, but it's still that you know you got to, Tim Duncan can be his mentor. He can learn how to yeah. be a pro from Tim Duncan, who's still involved in the front off in the franchise, and he learned from the this best awesome. coach in the NBA, Greg Popovich, uh, who probably will put off his retirement because I thought for sure he was going to retire yes. given all these. Guys. <laughs> he's probably going to. Dude, gonna... Greg Popovich. Dude, Greg Popovich. Got this number one overall pick and said, "Oh yeah, I'm culture for another five to seven years." Yeah, 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 I agree. Maybe at least five, at least at most five, at least at most five, because I think he's like, "Okay, I got a five year window." By year one, this kid's probably going to average twenty and seven or whatever. Year two, he should be an all star. Maybe by year one, he's an all star. We don't know. But by year three, I should have a legit Western Conference Final contender. By year three, with the roster, with the picks coming up, with the roster that they're building around, with all the talent that they're building, all the young talent, if he can just integrate their system and they can grow together, the San Antonio Spurs will be back in the Western Conference Finals in three years. Trust it. Maybe yep. two. Now I wouldn't say two, but three years. Uh, two is a little ambitious for me. I think you know, we'll two is see a little ambitious. I'll say three. They'll, they'll make the playoffs in two years, though. Next year they won't make the playoffs. I don't think they'll make the playoffs next year. Maybe the play in. Maybe so, the play-in, but the playoffs let's, in two years. Let's talk about the playoffs. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. Good segue right there. Uh, finals rematch from last year. Uh, I think actually these teams have played three of the last four years uh, with these two teams with these teams splitting uh, their Eastern Conference Finals as the Heat won a couple years ago, and now Boston went last season. Uh, these two teams also split their season series. Uh, best two players, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, uh, on the Miami Heat. Let's just talk about these two teams. Like, what are you, what's your intriguing? Like, what's what's your interest level in this? This is a rivalry uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. In my opinion, in, in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference. In my opinion, this these two teams have clashed what three three out of the four last four years. Yep. Last year, uh, last year they went seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was a close as hell, close as hell matchup, in my opinion. I, I think the Heat, um, they're gonna get back Tyler Hero at some point in this series. They should get back Tyler Hero. Yeah, he's ruled out series. four to six weeks. Uh, he's been he injured exactly four week and a half weeks ago when the season started. Yeah, so he should he should at least be back by game three, at least game maybe. two, game, game two, game three, maybe just depending on how the series goes. But I just think that this, I, I just think right now. Uh, Jason Tatum on another level, in the, especially the last two games, he's starting to really get on another level, especially that last game. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think over the last Jimmy, 47 minutes that he played against Philadelphia, I think, he, I think he scored like 70 points. And Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's been on a whole different level in these playoffs. Um, he's got a little bit more rest to kind of rest that ankle that he hurt in the New York series. So I'm intrigued about that. Um, but, I mean, the Heat have been, you know, for a shooting team, for a team that didn't shoot well in the regular season, they have been shooting well from outside in these playoffs. So I'm intrigued about that in this series. Uh, they are well coached. I mean, Eric Spoelstra's sets are just, I mean, amazing. I mean, I used to rave about um, uh, who who was the uh, Brad uh, Stevens. I used to rave about yeah, Brad, Brad Stevens sets when he was at when he was a coach of Boston. But Eric Spoelstra's his X's and O's are just flat out amazing. Probably up there with the best of the best. Um, so he gets the most out of his team. 
Um, and I think in this series, like Bam Adebayo, like he doesn't have to face like you know he doesn't have to you know go against the like the straight up you know killer in the post. Like I wouldn't say killer in the post, but the first series against Milwaukee, he had those big guys, you know Bobby Portis, uh, Brooke Lopez, Giannis to go with, and then the last series he kind of it was easy a little easier for him because you know they didn't. But Hartenstein and um, uh, God Lee, what's his name? Um, his name's mistaken. Uh, the, the starting center, uh, Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson was shot blockers kind of, you know, but he had a better series against them. I just think he's going to have a, a better series against, you know, Robert Williams is there, but I think he'll have a good series against Boston. It's all about the other guys for the heat, right? Um, it's all real, about real quick, real quick. I uh, just want to welcome in TJ Hopkins. Into oh, the TJ. Show. Uh, yeah. Welcome into the show, TJ. Uh, but go ahead as you continue your point. Welcome oh, yeah, Welcome no, in, so, you know, it's all about the other guys for the Heat, right? Um, you know, Marcus Smart's going to give you, you know, 8 to 10. He's going to play great defense. Malcolm Brown's going to get you probably 15 points off the bench. Um, Derek White's going to give you, you know, 10 to 15 or so. Um, so it's all about the other guys around those stars, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, right? Um, and especially for the Heat, right? They, they're going to need Tyler Hero back at some point. They, they, they won't be able – to win this series, I don't think without Tyler Hero, but I mean, they proved me wrong so far. I'm not, I'm not this, so sure about that. I, 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 mean, I don't know, I, man. Uh, I mean, because I mean, this team has become, on, because it, the Heat have become an absolute menace on the defensive side of the basketball. Yes. That's yes. that's why they, I mean, we all want to talk about how well they've been shooting the basketball, which it's been a little bit of an anomaly from what they've been this regular season, but they've been a lockdown defensive basketball team who stifled Milwaukee and they stifled the New York Knicks. Um, and that's yeah, Gay Vincent. Gay Vincent has been absolutely that's not, great. That's that's not, hard to, that's not hard to do. Yeah, it's not Kyle hard Lowry's. to do. True, true, but still, welcome like, to the show, TJ. Like, like, like you look at the two teams that they quote unquote stifled. Okay, Milwaukee was without their best player, and when he came back, you could clearly see that he wasn't the Giannis that we're all used to. Um, heard that Mike, back? That back? Yeah, his back? Yeah. 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 yeah, with the I'm Knicks. dealing with a back. I'm dealing with some back type of back ailment right now, so I can only imagine him. And you are not a pro athlete. Like yeah, exactly, no exactly. <laughs> hey, 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 my, you don't, you don't know. <laughs> no, shut, stop it. <laughs> and with the Knicks, it's so easy. It's so easy to shut the Knicks down, right? Like that mm-hmm. shutting them down offensively is. I mean, we all we always get on tip. If he could shut down Jalen Brunson against the New York Knicks, they literally had no answers whatsoever. Nobody else could pretend could really be. Should have been RJ Barrett. Should have been Jerome uh, Randall. And we and we saw that in Game Six, right? We saw that in Game Six. Jalen Brunson going off for forty-one, and everybody else is pretty much going along for the ride. Which RJ Barrett was like one for thirteen. One for thirteen in that game. Which is why folks are calling for Julius Randle to get traded now. That and Izzy, you shared some stuff to the group chat, like saying, like, 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 get out of here with that. But well, we'll talk about the next year. We'll talk about the next year. But this matchup here, I, I, I don't see the only advantage I really give the Heat is the coaching, right? Eric Spoelstra is he's gonna have to out coach. Joe Missoula. Talent wise, Boston has this top to bottom. Yeah, Jalen Brown is better than literally everybody else. I, I would go I ahead. I, see, my, my thing is, is that this is where Jimmy has to be literally the best player on the floor on both I, and he probably both teams. Be. If he is, if he is the best player on the court. I think that he have a legit chance. I think this game, this series goes seven again, and I and I it's just starting to be a rivalry, TJ. If I, in my opinion, I mean, this is starting to be a rivalry. I think these two teams don't like each other. That you know they've been going tip. I mean, this, I mean, that, I mean, that, that, that hell's back even back to when LeBron was on the Miami Heat. I mean, he had to go through Boston to get there. I mean, this is a Boston team that's been in the Eastern Conference Finals what, like five times under this current iteration. Um, yeah, these teams for sure don't like each other. Uh, let's talk about X factors. X factors for Boston. X factors for Miami. Go go ahead, TJ. Oh, he's not uh, working. Um, go, ahead. No, go ahead. My X factor would have to be uh Jason Tatum has to get off the better starts. Like he can't start games 
oh for ten, once for fifteen. He can't do that. I that can't happen. He has to come out swinging and come out. He has to come out aggressive. Um, you know, I think I think for me, I, I it could be easier for me. It could be easy for me to talk about the stars because obviously Jimmy Butler is going to be an X factor. Obviously, Jalen, but I think for the Heat. It's got to be Bam out of bio. He's got to be special in this series. If Jimmy's got to be the number one player on the court, he's got to be the number two best player on the court. He's got to be better than Jalen Brown, right? Jalen Brown can't be the number two best player, and Jason Tatum can't be the number one best player uh, on the court. Um, for the Celtics, I think it's just the other guys, right? I think the X factor is Derek White. What you going to get out of Derek White? What you going to get out of Malcolm Brogdon? What you going to get out of uh, Marcus Smart, right? Three guards. I think because you know what you're going to get out of Tatum, you know, even though TJ said for you know first half of the uh, of games he's been kind of not not great, and then he's you know come on the last two games of that series in Philly. Jalen Brown's you know has been consistent in my opinion, averaging twenty plus in the last series. He's going to average twenty plus in this series. But Bam out of bio, and the rest of those guys on the Celtics, those other three guys, I think are my X factor. I'll go uh, for Miami Heat a little bit under the radar uh, X Factor. I think Duncan Robinson, I think, actually has to be the X Factor for the Miami Heat. Um, he kind of, you know, was the guy who got I left like on the that. bench. And then Tyler Hero, you know, gets hurt. And Duncan Robinson has to play meaningful minutes in both of those last two series. And the guy's been shooting it pretty well. Um, definitely earning that $18 million paycheck uh, that was just riding the pine. Uh, Duncan Robinson, his value coming off the bench and just being that spot-up shooter, uh, that's going to be valuable in this series against the uh, Boston Celtics. On the Boston Celtics side, I'm going to go Robert Williams the third. Uh, I think his defensive side on Bama Bio is going to be extremely valuable in this series. Uh, I'll go Robert Williams the third as the X factor for the Celtics. Because I think yeah, I think you're going to I think you know what you're going to get out of their starting lineup and out of Al Horford. Al Horford. So I think that's my X factor for the Celtics. I mean, yeah, not yeah, not yeah, Al Horford. He, his shooting was abysmal. Against yep. the seventy sixes, um, but he was so for, good defensively; it made up for it. <laughs> yeah, but for the Heat, I think it's um, it's it's the it's the others. I my only concern is how long do you think Jimmy Butler can keep this up? Uh, we asked the same question again uh, for the Suns, and it's eventually they're going to hit a wall, right? E- eventually, it's just going to be. I don't think Jimmy Butler's built like most people. <laughs> like I just, I just don't like. He just doesn't. See that story, that's yeah. that story that that uh, Jeff T told. I mean, that just epitomizes the kind of guy. Jimmy uh, and no, but I, he's gonna I, take this series personal. I get that, but at the same time, bro, how seriously you can only keep this up for so long? Be the wall is undefeated. The wall is undefeated. Right, father time, like yeah, I, I ain't talking about father time. The wall, like that, you got it rolling, and all of a sudden you just boom, you just stop. Like we literally just saw with Devin Booker, he was playing out of his mind against the Clippers, and then he goes against Denver, and then what happened? Game five, wall. Game six, done. You saw it. I, I man, I, I just think I just think both of these teams are so familiar with each other, man, that like they know what each other is, is going to bring to the table, right? And so yeah. I think whoever whoever like like David said or, or like uh, TJ, like you said, I'm sorry, like whoever has like the X's 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 and O's who can really execute uh, you know good game plans against each other, especially Spo. I personally love the Heat. Um, be, just because of the fact that I think the series is going to be close and they're the best team in close games in the regular season, right? When it comes to execution. So I think coaching I mean, I told, is definitely uh, I think I another X factor. I, I think like you know what you're gonna get out of Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Like, wh- which of those other guys are gonna show up from a night to night base? I think it's got to be a different guy every night. I don't think you can consist on like one guy. I think one night it's gonna have to be you know White, and it's gonna have to be Marcus Smart. So we'll see what ends up happening. Let's talk about if Boston, Boston wins the series. If Boston wins this series, if I, you know honestly, I'm gonna say this: Boston wins the series if Jason Tatum is absolutely special. He's got to be special. He can't have those games where he's going. He's non-existent th- for three quarters because that's just not going to cut it. And then turn that's it not going to cut it. And then turn, and then turn it on the last. They might be too late for all that. Right. 
turn because, on left. Because like, the Heat four. team, like, like they don't have, like, they don't, like, so the problem with the Sixers and watching them, right, is that they have Joel Embiid and, like, he's going to have the basketball majority of the time. When, with the Heat, like, it's kind of like, you don't really know which of those guys are going to have the basketball, how they're going to decide to beat you, because they all do something a little bit different. And I think you can't just hone in on one guy. Like, if Jason Tatum has a struggle where in game six, that game, they'll lose by 30. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> To answer your question, Boston Celtics win this series if the others hit their shots. Marcus Smart, Derek White, That's Malcolm Brogdon, Al Horford. They got to hit their shots. Especially Al Horford. I mean, he's big, especially, you know. He's like, bro, like his three-point right three percentage dropped like 10% in that series against the Sixers. Like he shot like 40-some percent all season. He went all the way down to like 30, 31. This is like, what? I agree. I agree with Izzy. I think in order for Boston to win, Jason Tatum needs to be the best player in this series every single night. Uh, Heat, on the other hand, they win the series if. Uh, I'm actually going to go with. Yeah, the, the others. others. There we go. The other guys. Max Struess. They got to hit their shots. They got to keep the shooting up. You cannot let Jimmy – you can't let this be the Jimmy Butler show. You can't be – like, I remember how Mullis used to tease Michael Jordan when they used to lose to the Pistons. It was Jordan and the Jordan Airs. You can't, like, you can't be Jimmy Butler and the Butlers. Like, you got to you gotta help him. And, Bam, I understand, like, you you get this – like, Dave, you talking about we understand what we getting out of Bam. I need more than 15 and nine out of Bam, bro. Bam got to hey, he got he got to join the 2010 club. Like, you know he, what? I'm gonna say this too about the Heat, the unforgotten guys, the the two veterans that have the most championship experience. That's Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry. I think both of those guys, if they can make those championship type of plays that sometimes don't end up in a box score, like. They have. I mean, they're the drawing. I mean, drawing charges. I mean, both those guys are excellent at that. Both of those guys I mean, are excellent at that. Putting you know? their body on the so, line. No, I'm looking, hey, I'm looking real, for that no, veteran I, leadership. I think this uh, this gonna guys. be this gonna be this gonna be the series where they uh where that Kyle Lowry because Kyle Lowry two things Kyle Lowry he flopped way too much and how they still fall forward is beyond me and Kyle Lowry is a hack. Yeah. He is a hack, bro. <laughs> like. Uh, I, I I I will say yeah the Heat win the series I agree with you yeah like I think the other guys really need to step up and I think they need to continue playing Duncan Robinson legitimate minutes like uh, stuffing him on your bench and Ryan the Pine is not doing them any good uh, that guy has to play well uh, I think they're the other, they have to continue to shoot the basketball well too um, they have right. a little this, bit of an oddly so like his thing like in the regular season his his the thing like even if he isn't shooting the ball well you still got to play him because that yeah. threat of his shooting. Is still there. I, I understand. No, and I, I understand defensively, he is a complete liability. I understand that. Don't, but you have to leave him out there because of the threat of his shooting. And, and like, I mentioned like shooters like Duncan Robinson, all he takes is one. Yeah, they don't really take a lot. Like, like you just see one go in, and like all of a sudden you're just like, all right, these are all going. That basket look like a, a, a the ocean. <laughs> the ocean yeah. look like the ocean, man. For real. So, man. all right. So, who wins the series? Let's talk about it. Who wins the series? Man, uh, I am going to Miami Heat. I want to say six because if it goes, I feel like, you know, I called this too, like a few, a couple months ago. I said the Boston Celtics will win the NBA Finals. I did, I said that for some reason. I, I, I don't know why. But I think the Heat win in seven games. I, I think, I think it'd be better if they, I think it would it would bode them well not to go seven games, obviously, because that last game is going to be in Boston, so that crowd is going to pump them up. So it's probably they they probably need to steal one and win this, close it out in six. They need to be up three two and close it out in six. But I think I got the Heat in seven. I think I mean, didn't, Jimmy didn't takes it personal. That whole team takes it personal. Didn't the Heat lose game seven on their home floor last season? They lost game yep. seven. Going, I'm going Boston. Ah. And, I'm going Boston again, man. I just think. That when when it all comes down to it, right? If it goes seven again, and we'll talk about we're, we're going to talk about the game seven in a minute. Um, when when it comes down to game seven, your stars are like it's your, it's on your stars to bring you home, and Boston has more of them than the Heat do. Like if this was Kyle Lowry from like five six years ago. Then and Kevin Love from like five six years ago, Izzy, and I can see your point. Then I can see it, right? But 
No, I just think Boston going to have too much. They're deeper. That uh, Again, the only disadvantage Boston has is the coach. And the guy was a coach of the year finalist. Go effing figure. What yeah, are these, are some, these are some interesting trades <laughs> you just sent me. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm taking. I'm going Miami Heat in seven games. I think they win Game Seven on the on Boston's floor. Switch the narrative from the season before. I also hate the Boston Celtics, and I refuse to pick them. So, <laughs> so wait, you got the Heat? Uh, what? I, heat in seven. Heat? Heat and seven. Okay, he said, yeah. "I hate them Boston Celtics. I hate them Boston." Man, that crowd. I, I, got, I, got a, I got a Facebook friend that is insufferable when the Celtics. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I hey, literally look, can't. I, it I would bring me joy this. to see them lose. That crowd in Game Seven was that shit was. I'm sorry, but that crowd was loud as all hell. I mean, it's always uh, like that like, in Boston. They're, they're no, careful. I mean, I mean, but it was like extra loud. I, I mean, it was like just I don't even know what the hell was going on. But I was watching this on my TV. I was like, damn, do I need to turn the volume down? Because this <laughs> is loud. They are loud over there. They were raucous. So um, yeah. moving on from the Eastern Conference, so not everybody can go to the Eastern Conference Finals, including the Philadelphia 76ers and the New York Knicks. Let's talk about what's next for these two teams first. Let's talk about the Sixers. Doc Rivers fired this morning. It was never a matter of if. It was always a matter of when. Uh, James Harden has a player option that he can decline and become an unrestricted free agent. There are some murmurings about a Joel Embiid trade request. Tyrese Maxey is due for an extension. What is going to happen to this Sixers team this offseason? Well, I think James Harden stays because Houston didn't get that number one overall pick. But even though he's he's look he he's consistent he was he was considering highly still considering going back to Houston. But I think he stays because I heard the rumors were um, he wanted Doc gone. I think Joel Embiid wanted Doc gone. Um, I didn't really like. Uh, I don't know if the quote got butchered by Joel Embiid, but I didn't like. Oh, you know. No, it, it's, you know how else. they do it. You know how they do it. He got it, butchered it a little bit. It wasn't a whole quote. No, it was. It wasn't it a whole was, quote, but nah. you know. I don't know if that was shade towards Maxi, but Tyrese Maxi flat out played amazing in that series. I mean, um, some of the games, I mean, some of some yeah. of the games. I mean, he, he deserves an extension. There, there were for sure some games where he was invisible, um, but yes, he deserves. They need an more. Extension. They need more shooting. They need some more shooting. I mean, you can't they be, need they, they need out there. they need players outside of Tyrese Maxi and James Harden and. And Joel Embiid that give them something interesting on the court. Like none of those guys are. I think they need to try and move Tobias Harris too. I don't know, very good, little good, value, but good luck. What are they gonna? He's only he's <laughs> the only the only thing that he has going for him now is that he has an it's an expiring deal now. Expiring contract, yeah. Yeah, like he has little yeah. to no value right now. But I, if they could try to move him, I mean, he's just not a fit for them anymore. Okay. Um, but I mean, he did. He has sacrificed a lot of his game to fit into whatever. Like I, I think they need to upgrade their bench a little bit. I know, I you know Shake Milton, DeAnthony Melton was good. No. But I think they need to upgrade their bench a little bit as well. I ain't, I, I ain't trying to hear that. Uh, the whole sacrifices game part oh. on Tobias Harris part. No, Tobias Harris has been able to skate under the radar for his subpar play the last four years. In Philly. Yep. In Philly. Right? I understand you won't you don't want him to like you're not expecting him to be the guy is he's not going to be the guy with Joel Embiid on the team, right? I understand that, but the fact that they brought in a guy like Tyrese Maxey, and by brought in, I understand that they drafted Tyrese Maxey, and in two short years, Tyrese Maxey has surpassed on the pecking order. You should have a problem with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like, his three. I mean, he's supposed to be a catch and shoot, you know, kind of. I mean, he just like shoots four, and he's just fairly he high percentage sh- from the three point line. Like, but I mean, in the playoffs, he's non-existent. I mean, come on, yeah. man. It's like he's got. Like, they, but they, but they like, also, they also don't, they all, they also don't run stuff for him. Have you watched? Have you watched the Philadelphia Sixers play That's offense, true. especially during the That's playoffs? True. It might be the, that it might true. be the, like the most least interesting offense I've ever seen in my life. Like, and here's the thing: it is the most predictable offense. Like. Every single possession, it's a pick and roll between James Harden where you just throw it down to Joel Embiid in the post. It is literally the easiest offense, offense to guard in the, in the NBA. And the reason and they didn't beat Boston is because they were just doing some dumb shit in game six. Like, literally were. threw that series away. 
no, and here, and check this yeah, out. So like, I hate, I hate so, swearing, but like for real, no, like, no, no, their no, offense no, no. was trash in that game six, and they were embarrassed in game seven. So <laughs> check this. So check this out, right? Uh, and Tobias Harris, you again? They chose Jimmy Butler over you. I mean, you they chose you over Jimmy Butler. They paid you over him, right? Jimmy Butler's been the. Jimmy Butler's been the three conference Eastern Conference Finals. Philly's been the none. Also, Doc Rivers got fired. What? How is it Doc Rivers' fault that his team scored ten points in the third quarter? He ain't out there scoring. He ain't out there running plays. I, I know, I, I but he was execution. He doesn't make good adjustments. I, and let, let's let's be real. Like what Doc adjustments? Rivers, uh, uh, okay, uh, so uh, outside of Doc Rivers' season where he won the championship with the Boston Celtics, he's had teams that have been wildly talented that have constantly underachieved. Okay, so like the adjustments in that third quarter, what could he have done? Like they scored I mean, ten points in the third quarter. I, by the way, I mean, not not necessarily in that game, but in game six. I mean, you you wish you could have done something besides the same play over and over and over again, like something. I mean, maybe that's what I I just I don't know. I I think there was always going to be a scapegoat whenever a team that like is this good on paper doesn't live up to his expectations. It's not going to be Joel Embiid. James Harden is a free agent, so you can't really scapegoat him. It's going to be yeah, you can. Period. And I love the I love the Ben Simmons troll job. I have absolutely no issue with the Ben Simmons troll job whatsoever. Stephen A. Smith, get out your feelings. Talking about Ben Simmons is sorry. That does not negate none of the stuff that Ben Simmons went through in Philly. They scapegoated Ben Simmons. Talking about some he quit on Philly. No, they threw him under the bus. They blamed him for the sole reason as to why they lost against atlanta now he's at home they got blown out by 30 that's basically him saying who you gonna blame now because you can't blame me because i ain't there love i have absolutely no issue with ben simmons trolling the set uh the 76ers the way he did no issue with it whatsoever hey but i think the ben simmons would have meant more if he was like you know productive even a little i bit. don't care don't I care don't care. Um, but, the, yeah, outside of the James Harden decision, they don't have a lot of roster decisions. Like, they're probably going to be bringing back a similar roster next year. Um, but, I mean, P.J. Tucker out there just getting cardio, as CJ likes to joke about. Like, Good they cardio. brought him in. As, they, they, brought, they brought him in as, like, a guy that was going to be, like, a difference maker. Like, I never understood. Like, P.J. Tucker is going to be hey. a difference maker. Like, he's a solid defender, but he gives you nothing but on offense. I, bro, I swear, I, I like, so y'all know I listen to Undisputed at work. Skip Bayless is talking about some everywhere PJ Tucker goes, good things happen. Like where? He's only won one championship. I mean, when he went to Houston, he was part of that collapse in Houston. Like, he, they, what good things happen in Houston under PJ? What good thing happened in Miami? What like seriously? The only good thing that PJ Tucker was a part of. I mean, he, he went to that Bucks team, and they probably would have won the title without him, anyways. Even without though he him, even though he was very essential defensively uh, during that but, series. Bro, bro, uh, bro like, but the Sixers are about to be. The tickets are about to be over the second tax apron, which means they will not have the ability to have a mid-level exception. They also will not be able to bring players in uh, as buyouts in midseason. Um, like, this is a like, roster. They're, I mean, they're going to be pretty strong here. Like, I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do. Izzy, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, and I see ESPN's uh, Twitter account, and they say P.J. Tucker is balling. He has 11 points in the first. I'm like, that's balling? Um, oh, my gosh. That's it balling is, for it him. Is for, it is for P.J. Tucker, man. Don't leave. Don't you, it is for him. <laughs> 11, <laughs> like, 11 points in the first. Oh, 11 points. Oh, P.J. Tucker's having a game. I'm like, man, y'all going to sit down somewhere? Serious? <laughs> I feel like ESPN was doing a little bit of a troll job there with that, that tweet. But like, all right, so, um, obviously, the, obviously the, the question now is who who's coaching this? team who's like who's coaching this I mean, team I, I, hey but hey but i did say i called this i called this didn't like when, remember we did the show with the uh with the jca boys and i'm like the bigger yeah. the bigger thing isn't harden's impending free agency it's doc rivers and what's gonna happen with that I, well, I, I I always felt that this team didn't at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. He was going to get fired. Like I, I just think that that was like a done and deal. Like it was very similar to the conversation we had about Budenholzer a few years ago. Like where that team constantly underachieved, and then like he was going to be on the chopping block, even if 
no matter what happened that season, unless obviously you won the title. Um, so I, any any result for the Philadelphia 76ers that wasn't like in the finals was going to be an ass job for Doc Rivers. Um, Absolutely. But when it, it comes to the future, yeah, when it comes to the rest of this roster, I mean, Tyrus Max is still a young player who's getting better every single season. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you even want to bring James Harden back, but the problem is because of their way that their contracts are situa- situated, they don't, they, like, if they let him walk, they don't just get to sign somebody else and replace him. Like, they literally have no choice. They basically have to either sign and trade him somewhere else or just sign him to whatever he wants. I'm sorry, guys. Am I seeing this right? 12 rebounds already for Jokic in the first quarter? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I'm just, okay, I'm off, I'm off the rails here. Okay. Um, it's, well, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith literally said there's literally only two players safe um, on this Phillies roster. And, David, you touched on both of them. It's Embiid and Maxi. Those two dudes aren't going anywhere. Those are, those are the only two dudes for sure that we know will be on this roster come next season. I'm curious, uh, David, how much how much money does the Sixers sorry TJ, but how much money do the Sixers have to spend in the offseason to upgrade that is a their good question. shooting I, shooting I, 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 I'm I'm not rebounding. sure they're going to have very much. Um I so like right now they have 164 million dollars in guaranteed money. That includes James Harden's uh player option. Um, so if he declines that, the, the salary cap will probably be like in the $130 million range, give or take, um, which means. Wait, so they lose money? They lose money if he declines the option? No, 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 no. So they're already over the salary cap. So like oh. you're, you're, able, you're able to go over the salary cap to bring back your own guys, right? Bring so, back your own guys. Right, 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 right. So you get bird rights over guys. So like the salary cap will probably be like around the $130 million range. Which means if Harden does decline his, his thing, they'll have probably like $1 million of free cap space. They will have their mid-level. They will maybe have their trade exception, whatever that other number is. Uh, they'll have those two mini contracts, but they will not have enough money to bring in anyone outside of that. Significance. Of significance, <clears throat> basically. And if they bring James yeah. Harden back on, on like a $40 million a year contract, if we talk about four years or so, they will not even have their mid-level. They'll just have whatever that guaranteed minimum contract is for this offseason. Damn. So they're, they're they're outside, outside, they're of bringing, outside of, you know, bringing back their own, like trading, drafting their own, like re-signing their own draft pick. I don't even know if they have a pick in this year's draft. Yeah. They're, they're so, strapped. Yeah, so... Damn. So I think we'll be interested to see what happens with the Celtics as we talk about them in the future. Let's talk about the other team that got bounced in the Eastern Conference uh, semis, uh, the New York Knicks. Uh, Jalen Brunson, really good season. Probably should have been all NBA selection. His rise to stardom. Should have been an all-star. The question is really what do you do with Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett? Both of them have underachieved. Uh, They potentially have four first-round picks this year. Uh, I think because of protections on them, they will not – convey any of them this season uh but they are valuable trade chips um let's talk about off-season priorities and another question that i've seen bouncing around the internet are the knicks technically still ahead of schedule like did anybody think that the knicks would be like in a second round playoff series this year like based on just bringing in jalen brunson is their only major change are the knicks ahead of schedule that's an interesting question because i don't think i think i I ain't gonna say they're ahead of schedule i think they're back on schedule because you went you went first round two years ago. You were terrible last year, and now you're you went second round, right? I just think it was a better, more favorable matchup for you against the Cavs. Terrible match. So I just think they, yeah, I I think they're back on schedule. I don't know what their schedule is. We got on tips for a. There was like two games this series where Quentin Grimes and Jalen Brunson didn't. They played all forty-eight minutes, right? Yeah, so Tom was Thibodeau away, baby. That is a Tom Thibodeau move, bro. So game, game right? So game five, game five. Um, Brunson played all forty-eight minutes when he sat down in game six. The first time he sat down, that was like, this is Jalen Brunson's first time. Right. This is like Jalen Brunson's first time sitting down in like basically an an hour of gameplay, basically. Not to mention his handling of Julius Randle in the Cavs series when they were up big and Julius Randle ended up uh, messing up. Yeah. Damn near like 
decapitated so, his and, foot. And, and I think you can make is, the argument that 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 injury for Julius Randle really hampered him the rest of the playoffs. Like he gets injured in a meaningless regular season game. And then he gets inj- injured in a meaningless playoff game where they were up by a big, could pretty sizable yeah, margin. And yeah. yeah, basically they, he was never the same guy in that heat series. Um, and then I think they also have a big problem with RJ Barrett. I mean, you draft him three overall, you, you basically refuse to trade him for Donovan Mitchell and then you extend him, And basically he's been, pretty mediocre, uh, mediocre basically as a member of this team. I mean, he's, he's not a great defender as people thought he, he's not a great shooter. He has moments where he looks like he looks the part, right. But there are moments of that, but it's not mm-hmm. consistent enough for somebody who was the third overall pick and a guy who's going to be making he's, $25 million and up the next handful. He's years. very, he's very, he's very Andrew Wiggins. Like in Minnesota just doesn't put up yeah, the yeah, high value yeah, yeah, scoring yeah. like Andrew Wiggins. Did, he's, he's right? wildly inefficient. I mean, mm-hmm. like Andrew Wiggins was putting up 20 in his sleep in Minnesota and it was high value, right? It's until he went to the Warriors is where you really saw his defensive. But we all saw his potential, but it's really where you saw like how potentially good he can be on a winning team in a winning culture. RJ Barrett mm-hmm. is just, it's kind of like that, except he's just a tier under in terms of talent wise um, for, you know, for, for the Knicks. I think they do trade Julius Randle. Uh, he had a lot of value. He had one of his best seasons this year in the regular season. I think he does have that value. I think if you could bring in another guard, um, I don't know about Damian Lillard, but if you could bring in another high-quality guard to pair up with so you TJ know, actually it, sent me a couple of different trade requests. Uh, I'm gonna try to download them and put them into part of this graphic, but it uh, you don't have to just read them off. Just read them. Just, uh, just read them off. Uh, so the first one is really, really compelling. Uh, it's involving the Damian, the Portland Trailblazers, and the New York Knicks. In this trade, the Knicks are going to receive Damian Lillard, that 2023 first round pick that the Blazers in the top three. Um, or top four, whatever it happens to be. Um, and the Blazers will get Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, the Knicks 2024 first, Milwaukee 2025, and 2027 of the Knicks Ooh, like for that. for Damian Lillard. Who do you think says no? I don't think the Blazers I don't think the Blazers would make this trade. Especially, think, I think, as, especially now that we know that this Blazer pick is in the top three. It's top, yeah, it's top two. So like it's maybe top four, I, I think, right? It's in top yeah, four. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the third pick. It's the third pick it's in the third, search draft. Third, okay. oh, third pick, yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't think the Blazers are gonna trade that pick away along with yeah. Damian Lillard to get back Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, and, and also, three first round picks. Especially one of them. And also they kind of have a also they kind of have a guy like Julius Randle, right? And Jeremy. Well, Green, I, I, I think the, those guys, like Julius Randle, would just be a guy that's just on the roster. Like the Blazers would make this as a tear it down entirely. Like they'd look to flip both of those guys before, you know, either of them either play for them. Right. Mm. Uh, and then they have, and then he's got a couple other picks. I think the trade that I think are even more interesting. Uh, this one between the Blazers, the, the Knicks, and the Timberwolves is interesting, but I, I can't imagine that the Timberwolves will let this player go for this. Uh, so the Knicks get Kyle Anderson, Carl Anthony Towns. I imagine Kyle Anderson just to make the money work. Uh, and the Timberwolves receive Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. There would have to be at least the Knicks a couple. Say no. This would be, have to be a couple. No, the way the Knicks would run to them, they'd be like, yeah, done. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I, mean, cause, I mean, well, you, you think, you, well. Yeah, I mean, if they don't think of a single first-round pick. Getting Kyle, they're getting uh, Kyle Anderson. Uh, Kyle Anderson's uh, a, a bench player. I mean, I don't know. Okay, man. I mean, you get Carl Anthony Towns. He's immediately an upgrade over Julius Randle or R.J. Barrett. Imagine how. That's true. He doesn't have to play the five either. I mean, J- if Jalen Brunson and Carl Anthony Towns playing together with each other, I think that would be really interesting. And you don't have to give up a single first-round pick to get this trade done. Yeah. If I'm the if I'm the Knicks, I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. Right. And then the final one is an extensive one. Uh, the Knicks get Bradley Beal and the very disappointing NBA player in Corey Kespert, uh, which Izzy did predict when they first took him. Uh, the Wizards get Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and three first-round picks, uh, all of them from the Knicks, uh, including the 2024 first, which is next year's. Uh, I'll do that in a heartbeat. If I'm if I'm the Knicks, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. I would do this too Bradley if I was. Yeah, I, 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 and if I was the Wizards too, if I was the Wizards too, I mean, 
like Bradley. But, Beal, but I think if I was the if I was the Knicks, I think I would rather give up those other picks. That, like so, we have they have a walkie pick. They have uh, like three first round picks. They're not gonna. I would give up those picks as like they have a wizard pick. I think as well uh, from something that I do not remember now. Uh, but they have a wizard's pick. They could literally just give them back their own pick as part of this trade. <laughs> Man, I mean, Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal, man. I mean, that that is a certified bucket. Like, yeah, I, and I also, I also really, bucket. I also really like the idea of Jalen Brunson and Bradley Beal on the same on the same team. I think that could be super interesting. Man, I mean, that's a certified slam dunk. I mean, if they could get yeah. Bradley Beal. That puts them but, over the top, in my but opinion. In realist, in, more realistically, so what do you think their offseason priority should be? Should Julie, trading Julius Randle be one of their major offseason priorities? They like getting, are getting value for A.J. Barrett? One of the other. They, yeah, one they of the are other. One, they are 100% having that conversation. I also wouldn't be surprised if they gave Tibbs his walking papers, too, because Ooh. we – not, not like no, I'm serious. Like I wouldn't be, shy, that, I wouldn't be shy, shocked either. Because no, of all the coaches that are out there that that are like offensively, you know, gifted. And gifted. and let, yeah, let's be honest, let's be honest. If if Jimmy Butler doesn't roll his ankle in game one, this the way that he played. This is a sweep because it took it, mm-hmm. it took the Knicks all they it, it took the Knicks all they could to to avoid going down 2-0 in the first place. Man. Right. Let's not act like game. Let's not act like they blew them out in game two. Like no, that that went down to the wire. And uh, another another thing is the Knicks are going to have to probably give an extension to a man you quickly this offseason. I don't I don't necessarily think like he's probably going to make probably going to be making twenty million dollars a year next season like with an extension. Um, man, you know they got to keep developing him. Um, Quentin Grimes, they got something in Quentin Grimes. He's a he's a defensive guy. They got to develop. They got to develop literally everybody. Like Miles Ob Toppin, Ob Toppin, Miles McBride look lost out there. Yeah, dude. Miles McBride. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's got a he's yeah. got a team option for next season. I imagine the Knicks will decline. Uh, Quentin Grimes has. A team I, don't, I don't think those vets would be there. Like Derrick Rose and Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is still under contract for two more years. The only that is insane. They the they only, are going to move the, him. The, the only season that's not guaranteed is in 24, 25, which is they are going to move him. Evan Fournier is not getting traded. Like he has no value. No, you don't think he's getting traded? Evan Fournier is thirty years old. I think the Knicks have. He didn't even play a lick since January. I, I think if the Knicks, I think the Knicks have been trying to move him. They just can't get anything of value for him. It's gonna be a, it's probably gonna be a buyout. It's probably gonna be a buyout. I mean, like, hey, no, like, no, hey, no, but like, go who, like, go, like, and Derek, like, I appreciate what you call it, the vet presence. I mean, Derek Rose has a fifteen million dollars team go, option for next season. Yeah, uh, I, imagine, I imagine they, they will decline it. it. I imagine they will decline yeah. that. Go hoop, man. Go hoop somewhere. Go hoop someplace else. Like y'all, yeah. Y'all are too good to just be sitting on somebody's bench. Like I don't care what nobody else say. They not watch. Like how the hell are you gonna call somebody watched just because they not playing? They're not playing. They don't mean they not. They don't yeah. mean they watched. And, and honestly, TJ, I'm gonna be real. I think that decision to not play Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose came from upstairs. I don't think Tom Thibodeau really wanted to not play those guys even though they're both kind of liability defensively um i just i just think that that decision came from upstairs i think uh, the guys upstairs said man you guys gotta you gotta stop putting your trust in derrick rose you gotta stop putting your trust in evan fournier i know he can shoot i know derrick rose can score a little bit but they are liabilities defensively and if you start playing if you keep trading them uh keep playing them your job is going to be in jeopardy by the end of the season we're not we're not gonna disrespect derrick rose like the last time the knicks were in the playoffs before this Derrick Rose won either the best player or second best player on the team. Like that played, right? Um yeah, even I, though I mean I, he did have injuries last year and, and a little bit of this year. Yeah, that's, they're, that's they're, what, they're, they're, they're they're for sure gonna declare that decline that team option. That's so, what cost yeah, that's, that's what cost him six man of the year. But um I think I obviously like what with, with Quigley when he went down, you could clearly see where they missed him because that took away another ball handler, a ball handler and the and a threat of a three-point shooter when like when when you ask Julius Randle and RJ Barrett to create you already know they're going one direction 
They going left. Let me even, ask when, even when they go right, they go right to go back left. Let me ask you guys this. What if they fire Tom Thibodeau and promote Rick Brunson to head coach? Do you guys see that as a possibility? I doubt it. I, doubt it. I mean, I, 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 I have no idea. Um, but I mean, it's like that would be a Knicks type of move. Crazier things have happened, like like we like we we because we because I think because I think if you if you fire Tom Thibodeau, I, I think you want to bring in somebody who has a little more is a more is a quote unquote better coach, a little more experience. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't get much more experience than Tom Thibodeau. That's for damn sure. I'm not sure. I I, I don't think experience is the right word. Like it's got to be somebody who is just more offensively gifted at the head coaching position because Tom yeah. Thibodeau is one of the most experienced coaches in the league. I mean, he's been an assistant mm-hmm. since like Jeff Van Gundy was still coaching. Like, which, yeah. think about well, think I, about I, 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 like, 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 the nineties, like, like, son. Again, before before he got the head coaching job in Chicago, he was an assistant for eighteen years. 18 like he 18 years he was an assistant for eight so like all those to uh to davis point all those jeff and gundy houston teams the running gun sons but um no he didn't get that job so he, no that, so, he, so he started as an assistant in 89 for the minnesota timberwolves he spent two seasons there he spent two seasons as an assistant for the what, san antonio say, spurs he spent two 89? seasons yeah 89 you, you already had a beard go ahead uh <laughs> Uh, he spent two seasons as assistant for San Antonio, uh, two more with the Sixers, five, or no, it's uh, math, seven-ish, I don't know, with the New York Knicks uh, under Jeff Van Gundy. Then he spent four more seasons with the Houston Rockets, and then he spent two, three seasons under the associate his coach uh, under Doc Rivers, and then who Bulls, Timberwolves, Knicks. And he's been a head coach he, ever he, since. He's been, head, he's been coaching in, in some extent in the NBA for 34 years. That's insane. Pretty, pretty extensive right there. Pretty yep. extensive. So right we'll there. see what ends up happening with the Knicks this offseason as, uh, you know, they're going to have some decision-making to make. I'm curious, like, and Dave, we talked about this, uh, when Bootenholzer got fired, it's like, who gets that job? Like, I'm other proponent that, like, it's hey, I think Mike Williams like, is going to get that job. I think Mike Williams is going to get that job, and it's like, like you got guys like Sam Cassell. I actually, I actually think Monty Williams might end up in Milwaukee. That that's what I'm talking. That's what yeah, we're that's just what, talking about. Oh, that's what oh, we're talking oh, about yeah. in Milwaukee. That's what like we're talking you about. got you got guys like Sam Cassell. You got guys like Phil Handy on the Lakers. You got all these other assistants who've been putting in that work for years, and it's just like. At what point, like, we, and we saw with Patrick Ewing, right? Like, we Patrick Ewing was an NBA assistant for I don't know how long, and all of a sudden he he goes to college just because he wanted the coaching, like he just wanted the coaching experience. We saw with Jawan Howard. I don't know how much longer Sam Cassell is going to sit on somebody else's bench before he gets hit, before he gets his own. And yeah, I don't. I mean, I, don't how, I mean, how how long are teams going to continue to retread the same coaches? Over the same, and over? I'm gonna say go. this. Sam Cassell is an excellent development coach for young guys. So, like, for a young team like Houston or something, well, I know Ime Adoke, but, like, the Detroit Pistons, like, Sam Cassell be perfect kind of for that yeah, job. You're, you're, I mean, so he's really good funny, at developing Funny you should people. mention it, Adoka. Don't you, do you think Adoka's kind of kicking himself for taking that Houston job? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No. He's pissed. You <laughs> saw that. You saw what he did. He got the, he got the top. Even even before the lottery didn't work out in his favor, like the fact that no, the, the, the Sun job opened up, Milwaukee job opened up, that the no, Sixers job opened up. Like if he had just I waited. No, I, no, no, no. I don't, I don't think he's taking the Sixers. He could have like picked any of those jobs. And been, no, but like, here's the thing. We weren't expecting those jobs to be open. Yeah, true. Wasn't so Udoka you, wasn't Udoka gonna take like the Nets job or something like that, then backed out of it? Well, that was always just reporting. And I think it was just was that lazy. Reporting? I, I think it was just lazy journalism by the people. Lazy in journalism. Sports. Yeah. Cause I swear, I I feel like there was a head coach like one time that, that, that took a job and then and then backed out of it and then took another job. So I don't you know, he signed a contract already, but like, yeah, I feel like this. I feel like this. I feel like I feel like this. I feel like this. Just like any other job, right? If I get a job, right, and I say I interview for two or three jobs, right, and I and I'm like, okay, the one job that I that I kicked butt for, 
I, I, I said, yeah, I'm gonna take it. And then the next day or next two days, another job that was better than that job called me and said, hey, uh, we want you to take this position. I feel like NBA head coaches should be able to be like, hey, I got a better job offer. I'm just going to back out of this situation. And, job. That's why you and, 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 and you know what? Find me whatever the hell you uh, want. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was Charlotte. You're thinking of Kenny Atkinson. You oh, yeah. Yeah. And then back and, out. And, and, and then they end up rehiring a guy. They end up having to rehire Steve Clifford. I knew I, was right. I knew I saw that somewhere. Is he still the head coach of that team? Is he still the head coach of that team? He is. Did they fire him? No, I ain't heard nothing. No, you haven't heard nothing? I ain't heard nothing. Mike's trying to steal that team, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this has been the crossover. We're talking about the NBA playoffs. Uh, also, the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes is how we started off the show. Uh, so thank you very much. Check us out. Uh, this has been Prime Sports World. Tomorrow, we're going to talk uh, about the schedule. And before we get up out of here, hey, David, thanks for the congratulations earlier. I'm finally awake now. Oh, absolutely, bro. Congratulations yeah. on being an IT specialist. Thank you. Young man, doing yeah, big yeah, things dude. out here. Big Love things popping for my mans out here. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow talking about the NFL schedule as that got dropped on Friday. And then me and Izzy are going to do it up on the fantasy on Thursday. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But, yeah, this, what are we doing at the Prime, my friends? We bring the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. 24-7. Heat, football Weekly, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all don't want to miss this content. Yes, 100%. sir. I'll see you guys all tomorrow. You have a good night, man. Peace out. Have a great Stay night, safe. ladies and gentlemen.